Just like his predecessors, Gordon was unable to set his feet, which led to below-average quarterback play. On the other side of the ball, Jacob Eason was stellar, completing 15-22 to passes for 244 yards, one throwing and one rushing touchdown. This is Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jake. And we're like Simmons and Conroy. Trey Simmons, Will Conroy. That a boy. This is just a shameless plug for Husky Hardcore. Today's episode, Vintage Brand is a sports apparel and gift brand celebrating the rich history of American sport and culture. Their collection includes 10,000 digitally restored, authentic vintage works of art reproduced on apparel, wall art, koozies, drinkware, and more. All November long, they're giving away daily $100 promo codes for new email subscribers. Relive your favorite vintage UW logos, Husky Stadium moments, and Rose Bowls. Use promo code HUSKY19 to get 20% off all products to the end of the year. And Jake, I just bought my dad and my father Gross, you bought something gifts on there. It said I was... God, I hate you. I did. I It said I was $10 away from a free gift. So <laughs> you know I bought myself a water bottle. And hey. now I'm getting a free vintage brand t-shirt. That is pretty cool. Excited about that. Everybody. So, everybody Except wins. for the Oregon fan. Jake, let's go through a couple of the drives that really recap this game. The first drive, what were you thinking while uh, watching the State was able to march <laughs> down the field? Man, I, I was scared. Of the game. You know, they go 81 yards and 13 plays and take a 7 nothing lead. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, here we go again. I'm thinking they're going to beat us by 50, you know? I'm also... When I'm watching football games, I've been told this many a times, especially by my wife. I am a doomsdayer. <laughs> if if my team gives up a touchdown on the other team's first drive, I lose my shit. <laughs> you know, and Max, all I could hear was Max Borgie. I don't know the score, but we're going to score a lot. I'm like, <laughs> we can't let him be right. He's not Christian McCaffrey. I love when you say Christian McCaffrey, man. Every time you say it, it cracks well, me I up. It. And I, I almost I almost poo a little. There you go. Now, of course, on the other side, Sean McGrew with a, a great return of 37 yards to set up Washington in great field position. Overthrowing him. And a, they squander over, it. That's when yeah. I started feeling, here we go again. Um I was really worried this offense was going to look stagnant, and um, they they ended up having to punt it away. They, of course, turned around and got the Cougs to punt as well, and then the yeah, offense Bush really Hamden found really its rhythm. put together a nice little a nice little day. You know, a good good run pass balance. This is kind of what we've been hoping for from Jacob Eason all year. You know, to see him. He kind of rallied the troops. They yeah. kept showing him on TV. And, uh, man, he he was all up in this guy's faces. He was pumping up his teammates. And uh, it showed on the field. And it was nice to see. This offense really took off yeah. after that point. Uh, once they got their second possession. For the next three drives to end the first half, they scored three straight touchdowns. They came back after that break and scored their fourth and final touchdown of the game, putting them up at the time 
uh, yeah. 28 10 found their rhythm and kind of what you were talking about there really was a different feeling around the offense from what it looked like that and and frankly both sides of the ball they looked like they were having a lot of fun and we're going to talk about that later and uh how this team can can get that going the cougars obviously were able to move the ball a little bit on this uh defense they racked up a lot of yards um chris peterson even said so much that that was kind of the game plan was to allow them to move the ball but to stop them when it came to scoring points and their final points of the game came with six minutes left in the third quarter later on the Cougs got down into the red zone again and this was one of the worst calls I've ever seen the Huskies denied the Cougs another another scoring opportunity but were immediately denied a score by senior Miles Bryant that was atrocious and it really summed up the Cougars the Cougars day that day is they could do nothing right and when they got into the end zone or when they got close, the Husky defense absolutely uh, nailed down this five play. Ben Burkirvan said they run five plays a year and expect it to work. And Washington um, kept that out of the end zone, intercepting uh, Anthony Gordon twice, recovering a fumble that should have been another six points, which would have been just a really special moment yeah. for a really Yeah, you're team. absolutely right. You know, that would have been – our, our our safeties, our secondary, played phenomenal all day, and it would have been really special, especially for Miles Bryant, knowing that he's a senior and how much he loves beating the Cougars, man. He, he had a really good day, and for him to be able to pick that ball up and run it 70 yards the other way would have been amazing. You know, to me, Trev, this game really felt like a rinse cycle repeat for this Cougar team. For this, for the Apple Cup, you know they the the Washington defense brings three pressure, three guys pressure, drops eight, and won't let the Cougars do what they want deep down the field. So they dump it off to the flats to either Corgi or <laughs> somebody else, <laughs> and the Washington defense flies around and makes tackles. And that's a really good game plan because I don't know why nobody else has figured out how to do this. Is it because they can't tackle? Yeah. And you can't, you have to be really, you can't tackle as well as our team. You know, I don't, it's crazy. Elijah Molden played impeccable. And going back to what you just said about, you don't know why other teams haven't been able to figure this out or crack this code. And one of the things that I wonder about is, and I said discipline. And what I mean by that is I, and, and I, I don't know, but <clears throat> one of the things that I see is the Washington secondary is allowing them to make these catches. And I wonder if some of these other teams in the PAC 12 want to make that big play yeah. early, uh, which gives the a, shot. a chance to, well, break, break these balls into the flat into big gains because guys going, you know, yeah. 73,000 miles an hour at him. Uh, he's able to make a move and, and go, which you dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dink, and go deep. But Washington is allowing you to complete those passes yeah. for four yards, but never allowing you to really get deep. There was no explosive plays on the Washington State side of the ball, um, nothing beyond 20 yards. It's exactly what you want out of this. You know, and a lot of a lot of it is predicated on the fact that you can get pressure with three eyes. And, and, and Washington's been able to oh, for yeah. the last seven years. It, it miraculously, it seems like we have like the perfect 
down linemen to get pressure on the Cougar quarterbacks. You know, the the one stout guy up yeah. front this year is Potawai. Last year, Greg Gaines. The year before was Vita Vea. You, I mean, we just keep pushing guys that make that up front pressure that push the the center back in the quarterback's lap, which is perfect for the way that this, you know, because it doesn't give the the Cougar quarterback any time to take a, a look downfield. Because there were there were moments where they had open right. wide receivers downfield. Um, I I apologize. They did have one play. Oh, uh, Trev, twenty four yards. So outside of that, not a lot being done. Um, Washington, of course, did give up yards. Anthony Gordon did have uh, three hundred and eight passing yards, forty eight for sixty two. Max Borey combined from line of scrimmage had 108 yards, 58 through the air, 50 on the ground, and that one lone touchdown. Jake, in my mind, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> uh, Corgi, so, Corgi had to eat his own words. Um, and then he went on afterwards and was saying, like, I don't know why this – I don't know why people make such a big deal out of this game. Yeah, blah, but then blah. proceeded to throw his teammates like, under the bus. Yes, in that they, uh, yeah. that they tense up when they play Washington. I was really confused by that. I, I tweeted a gif of uh, uh, Jim Halpert yeah. looking a little yeah, confused. Just, I enjoyed it. The, guy, the kid's kind of uh, a walking contradiction. Yeah, it, it's not a good look. And actually, honestly, the worst yeah, look came ooh. from head coach Mike Leach afterwards. Ouch. <laughs> that was – You know what, though? It, but that's, that's Mike Leach. And though. the thing he's about brash. Mike Leach – You know, he's always been that way. He is brash, but this – I don't know. This I don't seemed be- like such sour grapes. It reminded me. It reminded me a little bit, honestly, of Tyrone Willingham when Broke. he just kind of. And, and it's not what he was. It's not as bad as what Willingham says. Willingham just said that the team, the players on USC, are better. But he did point at the recruiting rankings, and he said they're supposed to beat us. Why are you? Why do you expect us to beat them every year when they have better recruiting? Um, and and he wasn't necessarily saying that his kids. He wasn't blaming the recruits. He was blaming. Yeah, he was blaming the writers. Yeah, I don't know. I know that he's frustrated. It's one of those times where I like Coach Leach from afar, and I would. Yeah, I. You know, Washington State absolutely loves him, and and he's done a very good thing for them, and he's brought them back to relevancy. But they cannot beat Washington, and at some point, they're going to get tired of that. Uh, my guess is he will be. I don't. They're not going to get tired of it. You I think? I think he'll take another job. I think so. I think Washington State fans have a really good view of where their program is and how successful they can be. Where they know uh, winning the Apple Cup yeah. is very important to them, but they also understand that um, the days of Mike Price and yeah. going to Rose Bowls is hard. And it's hard to recruit to Pullman, and, and they really understand that. Winning close to 9, 10, even 11 games year in and year out with Coach Leach, I think that they can stomach. They don't like losing to Washington, and that is a big deal to them. But the fact that they're relevant, I think, will keep him around for as long as he freaks Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't know why he would leave for a different job. It just seems like this is such a match made in heaven. He's, he, his niche is kind yeah. of a small yeah. school where he can bring a, a ton of air raid, you know, to the offense and, and, and make that offense good regardless of the recruits that they're getting. He did the same at Texas Tech. 
he's never really gone to a gigantic school. So why would he leave to go do something? He had a chance to go to Tennessee and he stayed at Washington State. So why leave now? You know, the only thing, getting him in the Big 12, I think, would be beneficial for him because he wouldn't have to see yeah. so many stout defenses. Well, but, I mean, he but he scored against all the other but stout defenses other than Washington. The only other team he did score against is Oregon. Yeah, he's got to get away from Chris Peterson. Uh, Jake, what's your turning oh, point boy. for the offense? It had it had to be the oh, second God. drive of the game, you know, when when he when Eason hits Trill Bynum deep and it kind of just when he when he hit Bynum deep, I watched the game with my dad. I always watch the game with my dad because uh, I'm a loser and my best friend is my dad. <laughs> um, but uh, it, we looked at each other and and Eason, I when Eason threw it, I was like, well, he overthrew it. And then he hit Bynum. I know. I was. I told oh. you I'm a doomsday sometimes. And then he hit Bynum, and me and my dad looked at each other, and there was just a sigh of relief, like, okay, here we go. Like, we can do this. Getting that ball, that having Bynum actually be something other than a possession receiver was huge. Having him go deep, catch that ball, and Eason not overthrow a deep ball, hit a guy in stride was uh, pretty special. So, in my opinion. That was that was kind of the turning yeah. point of the game, and I loved that whole drive because you know it was a it was a beautiful throw, it was a great catch, and then to score on third and one from the two, and having Jacob yep. Eason plow yep. into the end zone, take his helmet off, and start screaming. Yes, that's the yeah. I mean, I want. motivated, and you could see it was yeah, of all, all the year. frustration <laughs> of of losing yeah. to Stanford and uh, not having a great game against Oregon State. And then yeah. losing to freaking Colorado yeah. all came out in that big boy roar. And, uh, man, I want him to come back. I want to see a full year of a confident, no holds barred. That's what we need. Jake Beeson. Um, cause he, and, and you're right. That, that throw to Terrell Bynum loosened him up. There was only one more play where he missed a wide open receiver cause he <laughs> was too open for the rest of the game. Other than that, he was so good. And, Going back to Terrell Bynum, he had a great game. He also yep. had a great over-the-shoulder catch for a touchdown. Um, I've been on this yeah. guy for quite a while it's gonna be, now. Yeah, it's going to be great. He's going to be special. You know, if we, if, before we move on to the defensive turning point, <clears throat> Mario Bailey talked about there's no dogs on this team last week, and I felt like Jacob Oof. Eason – yesterday was a dog. He was a dog. There was Ooh, some dogs on the defense. He was a dog. Too. Elijah Elijah Molden was the oh. biggest dog. The dude was everywhere. Miles Bryant. You know who else was a dog? And we're going to get Cam, into this. Cam Will. Miles Bryant. Uh, Brandon uh, Rollington. A little bit. Brandon Rollington yeah. led the team in tackles he was. and was barking. Elijah Molden. Wellington barked so much that Chris Peterson Did got he? in his grill about it towards the end of the I game. I didn't see that. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's in the fourth quarter. It's not quite as bad as when uh, Hook saw him wooching when he did the uh, oh, when he God. Did throat slit. And yeah. Chris Peterson was yelling at him. And you see Sam Wuching say something, and Chris Peterson yeah. got that like "I'm gonna kill you" look, and started walking towards him. And Sam Wuching yeah. just like <laughs> disappeared into the crowd. Of it's like Homer Simpson in that bush meme, your gift, where he just disappears exactly. into the shrubbery. That was Sam. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. Exactly. Brandon Wellington uh, did play again, so yeah. there's a difference in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Brandon Rowling probably didn't so. say nothing bad. <laughs> Could you imagine having Chris Peterson yeah. giving you that look? I'd be like, oh. Bye bye. It's really interesting. Um, I when I when I saw that, I thought back to our conversation with Mario Bailey and how when um when Washington played the Cougs that for that Apple Cup in ninety one, they were celebrating and for the first time John James was laughing with a smile, not laughing, I'm sorry. But he was allowing them to celebrate this team. Under Coast Peterson, I guess, is not quite there to uh, to do whatever they want. Yet. Well, you don't get to do you don't get to do whatever you and want I think that's when you're six spot. and six or six and five. You know, it's you're exactly seven right. and five. But okay, Trev, what is your defensive turning point? Uh, the defensive turning point is in the second quarter. It's Washington State's fourth drive. Um, at this point, the Huskies are up fourteen ten. However, Washington State scored that touchdown statement with their second first drive punted on their second drive and then was able to drive down and get a field goal on their third drive washington just scored their second straight touchdown and this game's starting to look like it might turn into kind of a barn burner and with washington's offense and wsu's offense i get nervous um i'm thinking maybe washington state's going to be able to try to outscore washington and if they can't stop them from moving the ball Washington could be in trouble. However, they start on their own 20. Ryan Bowman has a strip sack forced fumble uh, for a loss of nine that sends them backwards. The next play, Joe Tryon busts through the line, absolutely destroys the tackle, um, and takes uh, Anthony Gordon down on the two-yard line. They're then obviously forced to throw, which they always do, um, incomplete pass, and they're punting from their own end zone, setting up Washington for short field position and another touchdown that really started to, you started to see the wheels come off of this Washington state offense. Yeah. That, that, that drive with those two sacks was huge. Joe Tryon, another dog on the day. He was constantly getting pressure on the quarterback. Another two sacks. Um, We're still, we're still looking for this guy to be consistent. Benning Potawai again on the defensive line, Levi and Wuzurike, Josiah Bronson. Uh, Tule Latua Gasanoa, all those guys with rushing three were still able to at points get yeah. pressure on Anthony Gordon. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. Thing. That and getting the Cougars on second and third and long is is super vital, especially with this one dimensional uh, pass offense. All right, Jake, what do you give the quarterback? We give him an A on the day, man. No turnovers. Uh, basically was the leader of this team and uh, looked real, real good on this. You know, there was a couple of overthrows. He missed Hunter Bryant streaking down the sideline, which he would have gone for 65 yards and, and a touchdown. But uh, <clears throat> other than the overthrow, you know, he uh, he hit Bynum deep a couple of times. Uh, he hit uh, – man, him and Kate Otten were hooked up oh, yeah. on the day. So, Cotton. you know – Cotton, yeah, sorry, Cotton. Um, I got to give Easton an A on the day. Yeah. And anytime you beat the the Cougars in the Apple Cup, you gotta you gotta inflate your grades a little bit, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. there you go. This There's is a really feel good win, isn't it? It is. I yeah. mean, it, I was more nervous coming into this game than than in the Apple Cup in a long time, and and the way that they performed, I I loved it. So yeah, since 2016, I probably haven't been this nervous. 
Yeah. All right, Jake, what do you give the running backs? Um, you know, I'll probably give them a B. Richard Newton, Dick Newton, didn't look super effective on the day. He averaged 1.9 yards a touch. Yeah. Uh, nine carries, 17 yards, two touchdowns. But it was only him and Ackman that got looks all day. I don't know where McGrew went, why he's not getting any more touches. But uh, I wish we we would get him back in there. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Uh, Washington State's run defense was effective. Uh, yeah. Savon Ahmed, though, congratulations, did get over a thousand yards on the season. Um, he averaged five point three yards. He had a couple of long ones towards the end. But yeah. I thought for when the game was in question, this game absolutely fell on Jacob Eason's shoulders, and he delivered. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Receivers. I will give the receivers an A on the day. Just because of the fact that they didn't drop any balls. Okay. They did not. There was uh, only one no, drop I, pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. That comes later. Terrell Bynum looked really, really good on the day. Three yeah. catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, averaging 25 yards a catch. So, And that touchdown was real nice. Yeah. Chico had a catch. Yeah. Two whole yards. Yep. Good to see him out there. Uh, Fuller was a little quiet, two catches, 23 yards. So I'll give, you know what? I'm going to drop them down to a B. Sure. I think that's perfect. I give, I give Terrell Bynum an A and I give the rest of the receivers a C or a D. Sure. I mean, Jacob Eason threw the ball 22 times, so it's not necessarily a ton of attempts, but to only have one, two, three make catches and then only one more receiver with a target. Yeah. Uh, that's not a lot. Yeah, it's it's just kind of been the narrative all year, but I, I agree with the B because they did, uh, they got the win rather easily. Tight ends. A. Yeah. I love this tight end group, man. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Bryant, six catches, ninety six yards. He had the one drop. Yeah. And it was because he was getting greedy oh, and looking was, up field. He was ready to roll. <laughs> that was a great yeah. pass too. There was so much touch on that ball. I know it. I know. My dad made a comment. He's like, man, I think he turned his head because he thought he was going to get popped. And I said, I disagree, Dad. I think he turned his head because he was getting greedy. And he was, you know, he's like, how far do I go? Oh, I, I got a he, lot. Here, and I have no idea if this is true or not. But when I saw it, he started looking upfield. I think he was getting ready to jump over somebody. You think so? I do. Because he had a uh, that number four. I'm spacing on his name. Um, he had him out out in the flat on that Marcus strong and Marcus strong is not necessarily a, a big guy. Big dude. And I think that Hunter Bryant was in, in an absolute rhythm. And I think he was looking maybe to jump. Maybe very possible. We're going to have to ask him. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot him a text right Sounds now. Sounds good. Um, oh. K- cotton. The dude is the biggest security blanket in the nation. He's going to be here next year. Um, I don't know if Hunter Bryant will. And losing Hunter Bryant is going to be tough. But this tight end room is so good. I want Hunter Bryant to come back. I don't know. I don't know how much more he can get out of college. He hasn't played a lot. But also when you've had some injury history, going and getting paid might be the right thing to do. That's yeah. a conversation for the offseason. But the tight end room is in very good hands with Kate Otten. Yes. And Dev Cole. Yep. And the, and the guys that are coming, J- Jacob Kaiser, uh, Mark Redmond. Bruner. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and Bruner. 
So, uh, man, this tight end, this this Washington staff recruits really good tight ends. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Offensive lineman? That's tricky. Yep. I don't feel like they road graded all that well today. Uh, Washington State played against the run really, really well. They brought the right run blitzes. They brought a lot of uh, safety blitzes um, on a couple of deep dropbacks from Eason, which kind of created problems for them. Yeah, Skyler Thomas gave was up, good. Yeah, gave up a couple sacks. I'm going to give the offensive line a uh, B minus, okay. C plus. Missing Jackson Kirkland, you could tell on that first drive from Washington that he's kind of essential to that offensive line. Yeah, they, they they rebounded later in the game and, and caught the rhythm as a unit later and uh, kept Easton upright for the most part. Yeah, and scoring 31 points after this offense is not putting out those kind of statistics. I think a B-minus is an appropriate grade. Okay, you ready for the defense? Yep. Let's go D-line. So D-line and the outside linebackers who are bringing pressure to the quarterback, I'm going to give them a B. Uh, rushing three exclusively almost all game with a couple of blitzes scattered here or there. This team was able to keep um, Anthony Gordon off his feet, uh, uh, off his rhythm. Um, when Anthony Gordon isn't allowed to sit in the pocket and wait with those calm feet, he looks really, really bad. Um, he was yeah. throwing a lot of like sidearm balls. The interception that the Washington defense forced with pressure, he kind of threw. It was even let more less of a sidearm and almost like an like a submarine pitcher um, that floated over into Trent McDuffie's hands. They didn't really line up with four. It was usually just three, so three on five. They were still able to get pressure on Anthony Gordon. That's exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, and every once in a while we'd bring a safety, and it seemed like every time we brought Miles Bryant yep. or Elijah Molden to blitz, it didn't work out all that well. Yeah, yeah, and I think that just goes to show you how good this the secondary is at uh, defending this Washington State offense. Um, Benning yeah. Botawai was really disruptive. Um, he had a really great senior night. He never he didn't get a sack, but there was a play where he was able to throw Gordon to the ground early in the first quarter where Gordon ended up just having to throw it away. He was disruptive. Ryan Bowman obviously was, uh, with his sack and a half, was great. And Joe Tryon, uh, two sacks on the day. That's exactly what you're looking for. Absolutely. Uh, linebackers. Linebackers, dude, I'm going to give them a B. I thought hey. they played really well. Uh, Brandon Wellington leading the team with 16 total tackles. Yeah. I There were some plays where I saw uh, Borgie outrun are linebackers, yes. but that's happened. Yeah. And that happens to other teams because Max Borgie uh, might be a little bit of a, um, he's got a little bit of an attitude. Uh, Husky fans might not like him, but he is a pretty good player. And uh, so that's going to happen. But overall, when you, live... why do you keep calling him by his wrong name? Corgi. Oh, sorry. Max Corgi. Um, overall, when you keep this Washington state team to 13 points, People are making plays, and, you know, we asked our linebackers to drop into coverage. Uh, they kept things in front of them and made tackles, and that's exactly what you're looking for. The two no. the two, uh, the two, two of the three top leading tacklers on the team, Brandon Wellington and Edifon Ulufusio, uh, were up there with 16 and 12, and that's exactly what you're looking for. Now, I don't know if you remember this, 
But last week we wished not to see Kyler Manu. Yeah. And boy, did we not see Kyler Manu. Kyler Manu did not record a tackle. He didn't play after the first series okay. on senior night. Yeah, it seems as if he's officially jumped ship on, on Kyler Manu and, and given him that chance. Yeah, and on the the seating chart or the, the depth chart, whatever you want to call it, they had um, Ulufusio starting over Wellington. But obviously you saw in this game uh, it was Manu who uh, did not play. Yeah. And – Frankly, the reason why I did it, uh, why they think they decided to go this route in this game is because speed. Washington State, uh, yeah, speed. And watch it, you're going to ask your guys to go into coverage. And Manu's been really tough in coverage. Yeah. Um, this, the, I think the strength in Manu's game ha- has been when he's been able to kind of go after the quarterback. Um, but when you get him out in a flat, in a one-on-one situation, he's taking bad routes and he's losing most of those matchups. So... I think they went with the matchups and uh, and it benefited Washington's defense. Big time, big time. Yeah, cornerbacks, corners. Well, they got to get an A, man. They were the stars of the show. Um, two interceptions on the day. Elijah Molden was the best player on the field. One thing that I found really interesting, you've talked about it a few times this year, is Keith Taylor going to shadow the number one guy, and and Tay Martin's kind of their number one guy. I know that they they mix it up quite a bit, but he's probably their best receiver and I'm watching and, and Keith Taylor's usually on the left side of the line and he was on the right side over, over Martin. I'm like, Oh, they're shadowing him. But then the next play, he's gone from the right outside to the right inside corner. And then in the next play, he's on the left side. So that's what I meant in the beginning when we talked about Anthony Gordon being confused. Yeah, They put those corners all over the field in different positions, and they played really, really well. Communication did not break down. Everything underneath was – almost everything underneath was tackled immediately. Uh, Elijah Molden, in the beginning of the game on that receiver screen, absolutely blew it up. Yeah. Um, really setting the tone for this defensive unit to – just be a, a, again a nightmare for this Washington State offense. Yeah, you know I've said Elijah Molden's name a couple of times today, but man, did he have a fantastic game! He had 14 tackles on the day. Yeah, he had a tackle for loss. He and, and of his 14 tackles, 12 were solos. Yeah, he had he had an interception. He had a pass breakup. The dude yeah. was flying around the field. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh... He was the playmaker that, that people saw. Yeah. Um, it's so funny looking at this game and looking at the total tackles. And, you know, frankly, it's because Washington State uh, did have the ball for quite a bit of time. Uh, there were a lot of plays that were run, and uh, there were a lot of opportunities for tackles. I mean, when was the last time? I don't think I've ever seen it this year where Washington had three guys in double digits and Keith Taylor, obviously with nine as well. Yeah. So there were a lot of opportunities and Washington took advantage of them. Absolutely. Safeties. Safeties. Uh, they, they're getting an a minus man. They're going to get an a minus. And the only reason I'm giving them the a minus instead of the a is just because how good the cornerbacks were. I want to delineate uh, between the two, but the safeties had a great day. There was no, no, nah, screw it. They're getting an A. <laughs> they, what did we talk about for our, um, 
for our preview show. What did the safeties have to do? They had to communicate, and they communicated <laughs> really, really well. There was no lapse in communication. Everything was kept in front of them. And, uh, you know, Miles Bryant got uh, got that forced fumble or that got that fumble recovery that should have been a touchdown to cap off just a fantastic career. Uh, he didn't he wasn't able to get that. He did have five tackles on the day. You saw all of them out there, too. You saw Miles Bryant. You saw Asa Turner. You saw Cam Williams. And they all played a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our defense, I, that's kind of what we've been hoping for all year from this defense. And yeah. not, there's not a better game to play like this than this game. Yeah. And uh, so before we get to offensive and defensive players of the game, we really need to talk about the attitude of this team playing in the Apple Cup and some of the some of the things that happened during the doldrums of a season. Because Washington looked like they were having fun. The offense looked like they were pissed off and fired up. And there was a lot more celebration. Why do you think it is that the Apple Cup brings out that joy in this team that sometimes you don't see them playing with? Probably because Washington State brings that out of Washington. Interesting. Um, There's been a a lot. I mean, this is a long rivalry of – a lot of years where the underdog has spoiled big-time wins for another program. And it seems like over the last seven years, Washington has been the upper class of the two programs. But Washington State hasn't been very far behind. And Washington State has, prior to the game, started opening their mouths a couple of times with Corgi... And then a couple of years ago, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a wide receiver. Gabe Marks. Gabe Marks had a little comment towards the Washington team. And I think that kind of brings out the best of the Washington players where they, I think they hate losing to Washington State more than any other program. And they, and they refuse to do it. And I appreciate that. But I want to see, they get to play these 12 times a year. And then a bowl game. Yeah. I want to see this kind of en- enjoyment out of playing, uh, celebrating with your team, your best friends. Yeah. I want to see that on a more consistent basis where they play a little bit more loose and you really saw the dog. Well, um, you saw it last walk- year too with in the snow as well. Exactly. A, a walk- lot more freer. and. I mean, the game in Colorado, they looked like they were – taking a math test yeah like how the the goal of this coaching staff next year in my opinion other than trying to fix some schematic things is they have to figure out how to get these kids up and feeling really confident going into these games it's kind of that we are washington we're going to beat you and we're going to have a really good time doing it yeah well i mean that i think that would be ideal but I also think it's a really long season, and Chris Peterson is an X's and O guy. And he, in his opinion, if you just go out there and you execute. Yeah, I, I know it's a long season, and I understand, I think that X's and O's win games as well. But you got to – when these kids look so tight on the field, there's a problem. Um, sure, I, 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 want, I totally I agree. I want that Jacob Eason all, all year. I, I remember the Stanford game. 
they were there was no celebrating on the bench or anything you know hardly any pumping up from the bench to to the crowd i would like to see more energy out of this team i totally agree uh but it just doesn't seem like peterson is the energy guy type of guy he's more of the fundamental guy and do your job guy than anything yeah so i i i don't know trev I mean, you look forward to the Apple Cup every year, though, when they play like this and, you know, when they're having so much fun. All right, Jake, who's your offensive player of the game? I keep going back and forth. I keep thinking it's either got to be Terrell Bynum or it's got to be Jacob Eason. And uh, with Eason. as mu- I've been very critical of Eason lately, the last couple of weeks, and I thought that he was going to shrink the rest of the year. He came out. And he balled out, and he had a really good game. And I'll eat my words on that one. Good job, Easton. You don't lose the Cougars either, bud. Don't ever make me do that again, eat my words. I don't <laughs> like it. It hurts. It tastes funny. Uh, <laughs> defensive player of the game. Elijah Molden. It's not close. It's not close. No. But if you watched the game, you knew exactly who the best player on the field was. Absolutely. And it was Elijah Molden. Absolutely. But you're absolutely right. It's yeah. not close. It's Elijah Molden, 100%. I'd even go Joe Tryon before I went uh, Brandon Wellington. Uh, I could, Probably Miles Bryant. There were some There were some players in that secondary who were vying for that player of the game. Be sure to check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington for more exclusive Husky content fresh every day. Jake, we'll be back later in the week. We got some guests in the works. We'll be putting those out once we get them finalized on social media. Go dogs. Go dogs.